Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. And tonight we're discussing what's uh, in the news, as well as in the Pride on the Saturday. We've got a uh, the Grand Marshal of Indy Pride, who will be uh, Senator J.D. Ford, um, and he's going to be on later in the show at the bottom of the hour. But before we get into all that fun stuff, let's check in with our people. How are you doing, Ireland? I'm good. I did some yoga earlier today, so I'm feeling loose and flexible and calm. And I, no. yeah, yeah. Is that no, what uh, happens when you do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard. I've, yeah. Heard. Yeah, I've, I've, in all my many years of being on this earth, I've done yoga one time. And I was invited <laughs> to do, um, Hot yoga, which uh-huh. no one. Uh, oh, you should start out with hot no, yoga. Yeah, yeah, of course, <laughs> but no one. I like hot. I thought, okay, they're gonna be kind of hot. I mm-hmm. don't know. I had no expectations, and I show up, and I bring no water. I don't mm-hmm. bring a towel. I'm unprepared. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I was unprepared. <laughs> and I walk in, and everybody has all their their stuff and lots of water, and I'm like, um, I want to be in the back row, you know, but I was late. Um, and I got the front row. Oh, and oh no! The floor was hot. Oh, I gosh. didn't expect that. It was it was hell. That's no. Was, that's I've never was, done hot yoga, but I hear they it turn was, it up to like ninety eight or something. Aw- it was awful. Yeah, let's yeah. do a workout in a sauna. Yeah, it was, like, and, and then no, no water. And then of course I'm trying to be cool, and they're like standing on their noses and they're doing <laughs> these, you know crazy moves. And of course I'm in the front row trying to act like I'm. The, the cool guy and I know right. what I'm doing I'm like being humiliated I could the the yoga instructor was just she didn't even want to look at me she was just disgusted I was did there. you get into that pose where you like I got into no you pose. get your leg behind you and <laughs> yeah, you tilt your yeah. head back and you put your toe on your forehead yeah something like that yeah yeah, yeah. I did all that I did that yeah. one today just did kidding you? I, I'm not that flexible so anyways um, how I put my shoes on. And that's, yeah, that's well, I was done, and that was some time ago. So I haven't been brave enough. To, and I know. And I do tell people to go to yoga all the time because I hear it's a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do a recap one day and try it. Not <laughs> hot yoga. I will never do hot yoga. Yeah, record that. You know, of, of me doing yoga. Of you doing yoga. Just, it's yeah. like, we'll beep out the words. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like, there's, yeah, there's no, uh, what's the word, you know, the calmness. Oh, yeah. The, I know meditation. Meditation. Mm-hmm. There was none of that going on. <laughs> it was anger. <laughs> well, see, they say that, that cursing actually creates, a, a, you know, beneficial feeling. Well, yeah. uh, it releases endorphins. I can do that in my car. I don't I need can't to go attest to, to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to go to yoga for that. Um, how are you doing, Melanie? Uh, I am recovering. I, I was rearranging a storage unit today. Of course. Uh, so we could get some stuff in for uh, mm. a project that I'm working on. And um, 
and that was that was exhausting. I've got uh, anemia, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize exactly where my boundaries were. And speaking of hot yoga, and I hit the – it wasn't the wall. It was the floor. You, you, you uh, went down for the count. Yeah, I was down. I couldn't do anything. But I had friends there helping me, and they were amazing. And shout out to, to Brandy and Liam for – uh, getting there and, and, you know, I was just kind of like going, eh, eh, move <laughs> over there. And, you know, and they, just, right. they rearranged the whole place. So now we're uh, able to pull in. Um, uh, I bet our you know listeners have heard of Rachel's Cafe. Yeah. Uh, the big table that had all the fancy artwork. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are getting that back. Oh. And that's going to be part living in. Part of the secret adventure that you're going on. Part of the secret adventure. Not secret for too long. We're going yeah, to come out with more information. So. Going to come out again yeah. and again. Come out That's again. exciting. And, yeah. We'll, so. we'll go to, yeah. Uh, we'll, that'll be a whole no, another news program so people have to stay tuned. Let's do a whole program on Yeah. <laughs> stay tuned for next week when Melanie. <laughs> um, yeah. And let's see. Well, I had some. Very sad news. Yeah. So we've have we have always had lots of animals. You know, I have like three dogs and two cats and um, a turtle and all kinds of stuff and pe- potbelly pigs and you name it. We've all had great, just these animals. And so we had this duck, Lily, who yeah. we had for six, seven years now. And Lily passed away last night. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was sad. Lily was like... She just was my happy place. She yeah. was like mm-hmm. a, she lived in a little crate in the house and would go out and waddle around. And we had a, you know, a lake house and she would go on weekends with us to the lake house. And she was always excited about that. And she rode in a little laundry basket yeah. that uh, shotgun next to me. <laughs> and she would quack, quack away or go and then go to sleep. And then she always knew when I pulled like got like a quarter of a mile away from the lake house she would like start talking and getting yeah. all excited <laughs> and then you know of course we go down to the pond or the pond the lake and she would want to go swimming and swim with the kids and do her thing and then come up for a snack i mean mm-hmm. it was like this whole thing and so we went to the lake this saturday this weekend and then came home and um yesterday she just sadly passed away so it's been, you know, I don't know. It's just funny because you look at I used to always, like, look at the window, like, always. That was just not too long ago. And she was just always uh, that just happy. She was happy mm-hmm. being a duck. Yeah. And Aww. ducks are funny. And she just – and she always would, like, eye me in the house. She'd see <laughs> me and kind of watch me wherever I was. Every time I looked at her out the window, she was looking at me. She always knew what was going on. So Aww. I don't know. And I, I, I don't know. So well, it sounds like she had a good life. She did. I mean, yeah. she was supposed to be somebody's dad. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, <laughs> she had a really great life. She then. had an yeah. excellent life. You know, I got her from one of these uh, places in town that sell yeah. feeder ducks, and that's what we, she was going to. We saved her as a duckling. You know, she I remember just, all the videos yeah. and photos that you posted. Yeah. Her playing with the kids and, and yeah, she was like and, a dog. Yeah, it was like a, a dog. She was. Um, we call her a trans. She was transgender. Oh, um, and the, Lily was actually. Most people didn't know that Lily was Mel. Oh. And what happened was, I was sexing Lily, and um, so we were calling her she, she, she. I obviously missed something, and <laughs> um, then Lily was kind of acting, you know, kind of like a adolescent boy. Right. And so I was like, I gotta go back and check this out. <laughs> And so I went to Tanner, one of my sons, and I said, hey, I, I messed up on this one. I think we have an EI Lily. And <laughs> he, he got really upset and, like, almost started crying. He's like, but can't she still identify as female? Aww. 
And I was like, of course of she course. can. So Lily, you know, was, you know, that was Lily, of course, in my house. Yeah. Well, we, rest we, in peace yeah. to Lily the trans duck. <laughs> God, that's adorable. <laughs> so anyways, so en- enough with my Sad, life. But, <laughs> I mean. It is what it is. Oh, it's welcome to my life. Why am I laughing at the duck? <laughs> it's, it's part of life, you know. <sighs> Lily makes everybody happy. Yeah. So, anyways, um, what's going on? Let's see. We had Spencer Pride this we weekend. We did. Right. Had, yep. Yeah, and we had a, a great time at our, our booth. Lots of people came up and talked to us, and there were a ton of people at the festival this year. Right. Um, I feel like more than I've ever – I mean – Now, they said 4,500 this yeah, year, which uh-huh. is double the official uh, uh, population of spencer <laughs> so yeah. yeah a lot of people came in from out of town i i was you know everyone was so was this the going. biggest the, the thing yeah so, i think yeah. so yeah well, last year was biggest you know biggest? Uh, so far at three thousand yeah and this year is so it trumped like it by uh over a thousand that's insane right good for spencer so yeah so i didn't know i was going to make it because i had other obligations and i went there and there were justin and melanie and ireland and you guys were holding down the fort <laughs> um totally. everybody was there you know you obviously saw people from bloomington had come out and of course people from just everywhere and it's just, it's such a chill place. Mm-hmm. It's different than most prides, you know. It's definitely more focused, kind of a, a, a low-key kind of family setting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you tons know, of kids. Yeah. Kids all over. Yeah, that's what we were saying is we saw, you know, tons of families there, tons of, you know, straight couples with their kids. And it was really heartwarming to see because, I mean, you know, I feel like every year pride attracts more and more. Right. Like, you know, people just coming for the fun, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it wasn't, it's like a, you know, a community event. Yeah. It was like, you know, you don't have to be gay, or right. bisexual, transgender, whatever. You can right. be whoever you are and show up. And it's great to see, you know, the. Well, and we had a lot of, uh, or at least, you know, past the booth where I, uh, I was at, was it, there were a lot of parents mm-hmm. there who, uh, uh, were there because their kids had come out and are still young right, and they're. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're this is my first pride. And they kind of had that, you know, uh, you know, lost puppy dog look in their eye. And they just come up and they're like, hi. And right, then you get talking right. and, and they share their life stories. And it was really great. Yeah. No, it was um, cool. And we also had, um, of course, uh, our man in the booth had his... Uh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. What, what is it called? The rat race? Or? Static rats. <laughs> Static rats. That is rats. So, yeah. So, that was a bit. They were throwing so, money at us. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> oh, really? I, I missed oh, that you didn't part. Miss that? No. Yeah. You I was just listening to, you know, the sound. Yeah, no, it was it was good. The music was good. Um, the, I think I had to leave before the drag show started. Mm. Yeah. The amateur drag show was really fun. Oh, okay. There was, yeah, a lot of, you know, um, people who hadn't done it before, but they were just having the best time up there. Yeah. And it was, right. like, awesome to see. Right. So When yeah. Kat, Kat came back to the booth after the drag show, she was gone most of the thing. Kat she was your, just Kat's her child. My child. And so she was just walking, saying hi to everybody, but she wanted to catch the drag show because she missed a Bloomington Pride last okay. year. Okay, And so she... Uh, she was there, I guess, front row, kind of, and she on. she comes back and she's like beaming, and she's like, "I got to dance with the drag king! I got to dance with the drag yeah, king!" Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, I came back, I went over to watch it, and then I came back and I was like, "Melanie, Kat's having a great time." <laughs> and yeah, she was, she had, yeah. Every time I saw her, she had a beautiful smile, mm-hmm. and yeah. the food was good. I tried. Um, <laughs> 
elk burger. Yeah, what I, was yeah. your review on that? Yeah, I mean, I think it was if you like elk, that was probably really good <laughs> elk. <laughs> but it was just, I was a weird. It was like I had a. It was wrapped in a like a, a wrap. Oh, and it okay. It was just like a. I don't know. See, when I was eating it, it was supposed to be. I thought chicken. So that's um, what I actually ordered. Ooh. So I bit into it, and yeah. then it definitely didn't taste like chicken. And then when I looked at it, and it was supposed to be then beef, but it definitely didn't taste like beef. Ugh. So I was, having, <laughs> yeah, I was having a traumatic moment of like, what, what's what going on? Eating? Yeah, what's going on? Your tongue had it, a lot confusing. Yeah, I was, it, then it dawned on me that they were serving elk. And, you know, what did you say? It's just a giant deer? Yeah, it's just, yeah. It's just a huge deer. Just a huge deer. So if you like elk, and maybe if my brain and palate was, you know, geared up <laughs> for that, I would have thought it was awesome. Right. But, but you were going for chicken. I, yeah, I was going for chicken. And when you go from chicken to what you think maybe is beef to yeah. then elk, it, you just can't come back from it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really hard. I was like, dang. But I finished it off because I wasn't going to waste it. You did the, a great job. Waste the, the you But no, it was fun. And clean your plate. I, I cleaned my plate and everybody else's. Um, <laughs> it was fun just kind of walking around, you know, talking to all the other booths and meeting new people and, um, you know, seeing, like I said, a lot of, you know, friends around and just it was chill and it was beautiful weather oh mm-hmm. yeah perfect day yeah they couldn't ask for anything better so even the even the the guy with the megaphone who is you know preaching oh, against yeah. even uh, he was was he you know low, low did we ever key. get an interview of, with him no uh, unfortunately unfortunately he ran away before we could oh, catch him but I went out there. yeah there or was maybe a guy in the drag show i don't know <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. Could have been. yeah there was a guy for people who don't know that was you know circling the the square with a megaphone you know preaching about there were two guys yeah, there were two guys, but the the one had had a megaphone and was just like, you know, he'd get chased off on one corner and then he'd just move to the next corner and and start yelling and, you know, it, things that are just not appropriate for like a family event and right. things like that. And it, it that was really what what made me mad the most, you know. I like, don't know. Could you not read the room? I mean, there's there's. All of these families there and yeah. all of these little kids. I mean, little right, kids, right. too. Like, one against 4,500 people. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was like, well, I yeah. never I, – I saw him when I drove in, really, and I never saw him again. I saw there was another guy who had a big cross, mm-hmm. um, and mm. he was kind of walking around. But um, – I didn't see him again. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and that was They didn't minimal. stay past 4 o'clock. Yeah, that yeah. was so minimal of, you know, it was just. But people were so chill with that. They mm-hmm. weren't, like, really confrontational. The the um, uh, Sisters of Indulgence, mm-hmm. uh, they came out and they flapped their, right. oh, their the fans, fans at, at them and yeah. that drowned out the sound of yeah. it. And he, yeah. Um, but it wasn't like, you know, shouting matches or anything. No. It was just really a no. nice, chill sort mm-hmm. of experience. So. No, though, so kudos to all the people that volunteered out there. And Judy, uh, and who has, you know, dedicated so much, and the guys. And yeah, mm-hmm. Baylashes and the, their family. That It was such a great production. Yeah. And I still have never got into the community center. What? Yes. Isn't that crazy? Frankie. I have not. I just end up go on now. the square. I know I got to go. I'm right there now. every Wednesday. Come say hi. I should, yeah. I never have got into there yet to see the community center. They have a GBLTQ community center for those that don't know. Um, and hopefully one day Bloomington will have one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah. It's beautiful. They've got uh, three main areas in there. One's a, a store and uh-huh. then the other one's kind of a community meeting center. And mm-hmm. then the other one's a a smaller in-between space that right. is multi-use. 
and uh, they had some drag shows and stuff in there too. There were there were uh, events everywhere. Awesome. So. so well, let's before we get into the news, let's go ahead and take a radio break. So people need to go do stuff. Right. Um, I'd say radio break. I mean, a music break. Um, so we'll be right back with uh, some news. <laughs> Welcome back to Blooming Out. That was You Have to Dance by Esperanza Spalding off the album 12 Little Spells. So, Melanie, what's going on in the LGBTQ community news? It's been busy this week. Um, Not all of it's been great, but um, we'll start off with this. Uh, Another transgender asylum seeker 
has died due to conditions uh, in ICE detention. Asylum seeker uh, Juana Medina Leon, 25, died after becoming uh, sick while being detained for a month and a half in poor conditions at a privately run detention facility contracted by ICE. She had been begging for medical help repeatedly during that time without receiving it. Uh, In early May, she passed her first interview in the lengthy asylum process where her claims that she had faced persecution and harm in her native El Salvador were deemed credible. This tragedy comes a year after the tragic death of Roxana Hernandez, originally of Honduras, who died in ICE custody a year ago. Both women were kept in isolation, in poor condition, uh, without access to appropriate health care, let alone treatment for having HIV, as both uh, women did. Roxana's official cause of death was listed as dehydration and complications of HIV. There was also evidence of uh, physical attack pre-mortem. Trans women in ICE custody are placed in all-male facilities, typically. They are often put into solitary confinement as both uh, punishments and voluntarily in order to escape impossible living conditions among the general population. Though making up less than 1% of the detained population, they account for 12% of all ICE detention sexual assault claims. Long-term solitary confinement is regarded as torture by some professionals. The particular facility responsible, here run by Management and Training Corporation, MTC, uh, has been subject of many civil rights complaints. The ACLU accused the center for lack of adequate health care and uh, alleges that queer detainees there suffer abuse, discrimination, harassment, and retaliation. Corey Price, field officer for ICE enforcement and removal operations in El Paso, practiced his victim blame game, saying, quote, This is yet another unfortunate example of an alien who enters the United States with an untreated, unscreened medical condition. Persecution and murder of transgender women in Central America is bordering on common, and generalized anti-LGBT violence has driven thousands to seek safety and a future in the U.S. Even with this administration's actions encouraging discrimination against LGBT people, this is still a much safer place to live than most Latin American countries, and the number of LGBT folks gathering outside the U.S. ports of entry is ballooning. Yeah, we've heard a lot about this recently. It's, yeah. you know, it keeps it keeps happening, and we know this. And it's not just trans women; it's children, and it's you know, all of it's targeting um, every minority. You know, and the most you know the most vulnerable vulnerable of yeah. them. So. Um, it, it's just, it keeps going on, and um, and there's there's really not much, you know, legal recourse they can have mm-hmm. uh, against that, or uh, families can take, yeah. you know, because the, their family's back home uh, that they've, they've had to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes they don't even get notified that mm-hmm. this has happened, uh, so. And, and for them to maybe understand a little bit what's going to happen when they arrive you know in the United States custody um, you know so you think about what they're leaving and you know that that even though the potential of yeah. what's up yeah. here versus what they're facing and home and right. why they want to you know possibly put their lives in jeopardy again mm-hmm. um, is is you know the, just they don't have options right um, you know this is Definitely going to be one of these, you know, moments in history that when people look back, you know, hopefully not too long, you know, that 
what a black eye for you know, the United States, you know, for what we represent, regardless of what your political beliefs are, your religious beliefs are, um, you know, that these are people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we've always been a, uh, a place for a safe haven. I mean, at least we assumed we were. Right. Um, and then, you know, and like I said, it's it's not an an overabundance of popul you know population of the the people coming over. We're talking one percent, and if they can't look after, it's like okay, one this is, represents one percent, and now the one percent these are twelve percent are you know are, are being abused and mm-hmm. dying. Yeah. We can maybe fix that, mm-hmm. and then by adding to the torture and putting them into isolation. And putting them in an all male or all female or whatever you know, yeah, whatever they're, they're, they're whatever they identify as. I mean, it's just well, and these are these are policies that are carried over from from America, right? I mean, this is what has been put forth for our healthcare and our uh, um, right. incarcerated peoples, right. and so they're <laughs> they are acting within. Uh, uh, the realm of, of what they do for of us what, too. What we're trying to this this new but, normal that we keep talking about is, is it can't be the right, new right. normal. We can't stop and say this is just how it is and this is our new normal. Right. We we, we can't accept that. Absolutely. And you know it's just I, I think we all are guilty of saying that occasionally because it's like yeah this is our new normal but we can't make this normal. Mm-hmm. You know especially when we're you know you know looking at. Uh, how it's jeopardizing other people within our country and it's and snowballing. I've been trying to be very nice and, and right. you know, accommodating for people. And I've tried to you know, online and I'm listening to folks and sometimes I just lose it and I have to uh, vent. Vent. Mm-hmm. But there, I was talking with several people online and they were of the opposite position. They were saying, you know, like uh, this Corey Price here, that, you know, they're diseased folk and they're coming in and they're just trying to take all the stuff. And I, I tried to relate to them. This is this is what's going on in our country. Right. And this is, you know, we're in danger here. And these people are even more endangered in their right. own countries of origin. And they didn't even realize what was going on in our country. Right. And, like, and then they agree that that's not right. So, yeah. I mean, there's this, there's a kind of information disconnect, mm-hmm. even about among people who... Uh, support well if it doesn't affect you and it's not affecting your family then you know people right. are you know like it's easy to turn away and and, and look elsewhere right so I mean yeah. we, we we do that a lot and I you, think that's also a product of like targeted media you know yeah right. so so Arlen what do you bring into the table well um so I wanted to talk about uh indie pride because it's been uh, in the news, you know, because it's happening this weekend, but also because um, the organization Indie Pride Incorporated has said that Indianapolis GOP mayoral candidate Jim Merritt will not be welcome at any um, at the Indie Pride event or the parade um, after he announced that he planned to march in the parade with um, former Indianapolis Mayor Greg Ballard, despite his notorious record of voting for anti-LGBTQ policies as a state senator. After his announcement, Glad condemned him in a tweet asking why he was scheduled to march. And Indy Pride apparently didn't know of Merritt's plan to march in the parade until this point and immediately um, defended themselves on Twitter saying, quote, he is not an ally and not welcome to our events due to his track record. 
However, the executive director, Vindy Pride, Chris Hamburg, has said that there is nothing the, organi- the organization can do if Merritt attends the parade to watch as a citizen. In a statement released Tuesday, Merritt said, quote, My campaign has spoken with Indy Pride Incorporated today, and Indy Pride Incorporated clarified that my original plans of walking as a private citizen, not as a candidate for mayor, in the parade on Saturday is acceptable. Is acceptable. Um, and just so some background, as a state senator, Merritt voted for um, the constitu- constitutional amendment um, to ban same-sex marriage in Indiana, which didn't go through, uh, as well as the controversial religious freedom law that gave businesses the right to refuse service to LGBTQ people. And Merritt has defended his anti-LGBTQ voting record in the past couple of weeks, saying, quote, I stand by every vote I've had in the last 29 years as a state senator. Um, I just got a an update on that. Yeah. And he has said that he will not march in the parade. Okay. Uh, that he, that's, that would uh, cause too much controversy and he's sorry for, uh, well, basically he's sorry for what he, uh, the the uh, uproar mm-hmm. that it's caused. And he, I'm, I don't have it right in front of me, but he's just in the past couple hours uh, retracted all of that. And yeah. So apparently he won't be marching. Okay. Uh but what a what a mess! I mean, with that, mm-hmm. I'm going to march. You can't march. I'm well, going to march I'm, as a private citizen. I'm just going to come, you know. Yeah. Anyway, and yeah, and then somebody got to him and said, "Look, this is not what you need to do. You need to well, to I mean, back out of it." Don't want him. And I mean, if he marched, I'm sure he would be booed and hissed, and you know, people would be. I mean, I don't see mm-hmm. where it's going to be a win for him yeah. at any point. No. Um, JD Ford actually, we, when we spoke to him earlier, he had a really interesting take on it and we'll hear that later in the show right um but i i have another story uh about colorado in um that on friday the day before pride month began uh this was last friday governor jared polis of colorado signed a bill into law that banned conversion therapy for minors in the state yay Yay. the law specifically makes it illegal for a licensed physician to engage in conversion therapy with a minor conversion therapy a practice that has long been discredited by medical and mental health professionals can include anything from talk therapy aversion therapy and even electric shock therapy um that aims to, quote-unquote, cure an individual of homosexual tendencies. Um, Sheena Kat- Katie, uh, Deputy, Deputy Director of LGBTQ Plus Equality Organization One Colorado, said, quote, What this bill does is states that those who are licensed medical and mental health professionals cannot participate in that therapy. What this does is gives assurance to these families that are looking for that professional guidance that they will not be misled by a licensed medical or mental health professional that this is a credible practice. Joining other states such as New York, Massachusetts, and most recently Maine, Colorado became the 18th state to ban the practice. After signing the bill on Friday, Governor Polis uh, called conversion therapy a torturous practice on Twitter. Polis is the first openly gay governor of Colorado and is the only the second LGBTQ plus governor in the nation. He also signed a bill on Friday that makes it easier uh, for transgender people to issue or change their gender marker on state issued documents in Colorado. So that's some that's very exciting awesome. news. Yeah. Let's move to Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, a lot of people are. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are. For more I mean, reasons than one. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, you know, I'm, I'm not a runner, but, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's nice to go somewhere and just focus on other things mm-hmm. than always kind of worrying about, you know, looking over the, your shoulder mm-hmm. what's, what's coming down the pike. 
Is and it to Pike? have a Pike, Pike? yeah. <laughs> okay. To have uh, a gay governor too, that's just really cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely. Cool. So uh yeah. Yay. Makes you feel seen. Well, I've got something else. What do you have? I have. Uh, this is maybe a little bit more lighthearted uh, uh, in a very sad sort of way. Straight Pride Parade. Have you heard this? Straight Pride. Straight Pride Parade. Oh, now, know. for years, people have been joking about this, right? My brothers would say, when I say I'm going to Pride, they're like, well, where's Straight Pride? Here it is. Listen up, brothers. Okay. <laughs> a Boston group of three conservative men is trying to put on a straight pride parade in Beantown on August 31st. That's the date of Bloomington Pride, by the way, in case you need an excuse to not be in Boston on that day. One of the one of the organizers, Mart Sehedi, tried to explain his position like this on Facebook. For them, LGBTQ plus people. Everything is based on identity and whether or not one is categorized as a victim or an oppressor. Sayadi wrote on Facebook, If you get victim status, then you are entitled to celebrate yourself and expect those with oppressor status to defer to your feelings. Co-organizer John Hugo, (laughs) right? Co-organizer John Hugo says that they, quote, feel like an oppressed majority. Oh, right? No, I was bawling when I was reading this. I'm going to take a a moment to just. Yeah, a moment of silence for all the straight people. They even have a flag, folks. It looks like prison stripes. Right. Black and white, alternating. Uh, horizontally, okay, and horizontal stripes, really. Yeah, please. Uh, obviously straight, and <laughs> and then <laughs> the uh, the the male and female symbols. Okay, male obviously on top. Uh, of course, of yeah. course, yeah. Um, so you kind of okay. get the so what's going to happen at this pride? What's so fun about a straight pride? Not that uh, you couldn't have fun at. I mean, I when you go out most evenings, it's kind of a straight pride. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, if you go to the just floor. go to KOK. Yeah, right. It's straight pride every day. <laughs> exactly. Or so, the drive-through lane at uh, Chick Fil A. There you go. So, um, so, so what is a straight? I mean, what are they? What, they, what does it look like? Apart from nothing. Uh, apart from that, they really have nothing so far. Oh, it's going to be boring. They're going to have <laughs> right. Just it's like, it's go. a long, straight, boring ride, right? Yeah, it's a long, yeah. And, not uh, like a roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and they're trying to get uh, Milo Yiannopoulos okay. to be their keynote speaker. Okay. So there Helpful. you go. So it's going to be a boring speech. Right. Who gives a speech at a pride, right? You get, you get up there and you, you know, whatever, but... You're going to have that? What are they going to do? Like walk around in suits and tie? I don't know. It's just like, what? I, I'm just, what What do you do? Because like, <laughs> probably we dress up. We wear mm-hmm. rainbow colors. We They're all going to wear prison uniforms. Right. We wear suits yeah. and, and 50s dresses right. for the I women. Mean, I, I would yeah. like to see it. I mean, you know, celebrate. From afar. From maybe on TV. <laughs> I just, you Not know. Not actually If, if you need to have, celebrate your straightness, then go ahead. And yeah. Well, you know, I... It, they're feeling. They're feeling that they're being oppressed. Well, they it, the it, oppressed majority. Majority. majority yeah. I mean, they missed the boat on on this and where it goes, and you know, people that understand why pride exists. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, literally, they're kind of poking fun at pride. Yeah, I saw a um, post online. I can't remember where, but it was something like, um, you know, if like check these boxes. If you're if you're if your um, you know group has not been you know beaten, imprisoned you know, harassed for years and years and years, if it has not been, you know, persecuted for being, you know, this, you know, your identity, like, it's not <laughs> something that you need to be 
celebrate so, yeah something like that i can't remember the wording i really should have looked that up but uh you know if it's if there's not this history of oppression there's no need well yeah and that's what pride is right yeah, it's standing exactly. in the face of, of oppression. our oppression yeah. for years and decades and centuries right. and you know we're here and we're queer and it's just i think it's just you know it's just mean we're here and we're know. straight that doesn't even rhyme yeah <laughs> God, please. maybe they'll come up with a different rhyme yeah. you know well I mean, go for it. Do it. It's a free yeah. country, and that makes you happy, and you want to go have a, you know. Go, exactly. Go, you, everybody should go. Go do your pride. <laughs> I mean, honestly, go do your pride. I wonder if I'll be invited, though. Is it, well, it should be open-door policy, so go. 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 Um, maybe I'll march. <laughs> <laughs> go march. Be, be who you want to be. What's going on in Canada? Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's it, a different story. So we go from, from uh, lightheartedness to... Uh, Canada recognizes a long history of murder and exploitation of indigenous women, girls, and uh, two-spirit LGBTIQ people. A report by the Canadian government itself finds that genocide, quote, genocide is the sum of the social practices, assumptions, and actions de- uh, detailed within this report as a result of state actions and inactions rooted in colonialism and colonial ideologies. The four-person panel spent three years and $68 million, Canadian, to arrive at this conclusion. Repeating the uh, controversial wording, it goes on, We do know that thousands of indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit LGBTQIA uh, people uh, have been the subject of uh, many civil rights... uh, Sorry, (laughs) I missed my page. Stick with it. Stick Ah. with it. I missed it. So give us. Oh, the have chest. been lost. Have lost to the Canadian uh, genocide to date. This is strongly worded uh, accusation. But given the 500-year history of European colonization of the Americas and the tens of millions of indigenous people killed, uh, it's not at all hyperbole. The report makes 231 quote calls for justice recommendations. Among them are equal funding and resources for indigenous police as compared with uh, non-native police forces, changes to the criminal code enhancing domestic violence laws, increased indigenous representation in the judiciary system, including judicial placements and language services, cultural training for all court officers, and educational programs to increase awareness of the history and recognition of exploitation and disappearances. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has said, to the missing and murdered indigenous women and girls of Canada, to your families and to survivors, we have failed you, but we will fail you no longer. Though U.S. indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit LGBTIQ people have faced similar mistreatment, our government has made no such efforts to officially recognize it or atone for it. That's that's huge for mm-hmm. a governmental body to admit. Yeah. And... Um, and to at least you know pay lip service to right. that. Um, I know there's so many uh, uh, ongoing atrocities that are committed to uh, indigenous people, mm-hmm. um, but I think we covered this <coughs> earlier this year uh, with the missing and exploited uh, indigenous women, and it's just um, great. We we realize this. We'll see what kind of uh, action gets taken on these 231 uh, calls for justice recommendations, but it's also nice that they've included right. the LGBT right. IQ. Mm-hmm. Well, it's out there. So, 
So on that note, um, let's go ahead and wrap over to our um, community uh, minutes and some music, and then we'll be back with more news and our final episode with uh, J.D. Which, I'm sorry, I just spaced out J.D.'s last name. Ford. Ford, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Live radio. We're going to do a little community update here, as per the usual. We're listening to, before I do that, I'm going to tell you the music that we're listening to, which is, uh, oh, I can't even read this, Esperanza Spalding, and this is her album, 12 Little Spells. This is the song, You Have to Dance. Very cool. Um, now for some community updates this week in bloomington on june 7th tomorrow at 5 p.m until 9 p.m all are invited to celebrate the beginning of bloomington summer with a first friday block party west fourth street will be closed for a block on either side of roger street with plentiful art food music and activities for all ages the event is organized with the participation of a large group of neighborhood partners, including the FAR Center for Contemporary Arts and Pictura Gallery, IFIL, Rainbow Bakery, Secretly Group, WFHB, and lots of others. I'm not going to read them all. I guess there's going to be vegan barbecue from Rainbow Bakery. Lots of uh, food trucks as well. All right, and then we have on June 10th, the LGBT Aging and Caring Network, and that's going to be at BG's. Oops, BJ's Brew House over here on 411 South College Mall Road. June 10th, it's four days from now, on Monday from 5 to 7 p.m. So be sure to check that out. Um, I'm going to listen to some music and then we'll throw it right back over to Blooming Out. Be right back. Welcome back to Blooming Out. Uh, we recorded an interview with Senator J.D. Ford. We is myself, myself and Melanie, uh, <laughs> and we recorded an interview with J.D. Ford this morning. And because he's busy, go figure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and we wanted to talk to him about being Grand Marshal for the Indy Pride Parade this weekend. So yeah, see how his legislative session went. Yeah. all kinds of stuff. Yeah, just touch so, pace with him. So yeah, so here is that interview. 
Uh, welcome back to WFHB's Blooming Out. We are here with Senator J.D. Ford. Um, so uh, we, we spoke to you a while ago in December, I think. Um, do you have any important updates you'd like to share with us since since then? Yeah. So, well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show again. Uh, always great to talk with you all. And, you know, just completed my first legislative session as a newbie uh, to the General Assembly. And, uh, boy, what I can tell you is what a ride it has been. <laughs> so I bet. We uh, tackled a lot of uh, important issues uh, this session. We tried to tackle them. Um, you know, still left some things kind of undone, uh, particularly with the hate crimes bill. But, uh, you know, I learned so much, and it's such an honor to be there. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Does it still seem like a good idea? Yeah. Running, and now that you know what you're in for? I'm sorry, say that again? Did it, does it still seem like it was a good idea to run now that you, you've, uh, tackled your first legislative session? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I ran for office, uh, you know, for the first time in 2014, and then, uh, again, this time, and, uh, in, in both times, at the very bottom of it all was the fact that I wanted to run for office to help people. And, you know, I, I feel like that's what we were doing this past session, uh, you know, legislatively, um, I was able to get, you know, a couple amendments through, and, and I've worked on some other important bills, such as uh, Senate Bill 464, which dealt with homeless youth, uh, which will directly impact the LGBTQ plus homeless youth. Uh, so I was with Governor Holcomb and did a bill signing on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, it, it absolutely was worth it. That's great. That's awesome. Um, but we have to attack this, uh, that damn bias crimes law. Uh, what do we do now? Where do we go from from here? Is there any uh, way forward to amend that or to um, to help change it? Or are we kind of just stuck yeah. with what we've got? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, uh, the law that went into effect that Governor Holcomb signed, you know, uh, there, there's always a way for us to, to reopen that conversation and that dialogue. Um, I don't think that there will be an appetite uh, for the legislative leaders to do that. Uh, where, where that's going to come into play is folks that are listening to the show today that think the same way that I do, uh, that this law has left out, you know, hundreds if not thousands of users uh, that are not protected under the law. You know, Governor Holcomb and his folks are celebrating the fact that we have one, uh, you know, and at the very beginning of this conversation, we started with the Anti-Defamation League as being kind of the referee to all of this. Mm-hmm. And during the legislative session, they tweeted that uh, the, the law as it stands does not cover everyone in the state, and therefore it cannot be considered a hate crimes law. Um, and so, you know, we all agree that the anti-defamation law was kind of kind of to the referee to this, and that's what they're saying, that's what they continue to say. Uh, and so really it's going to take, you know, people listening to call and write their legislators uh, to restart this dialogue to get everyone protected under the law. All right, mm-hmm. grassroots efforts. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we wanted to talk a little bit about this Saturday. Um, congrats on being Grand Marshal yeah. for the Indy Pride Parade. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm so honored and humbled uh, to be selected. And, you know, it was really, uh, you know, when I first popped in the meeting, it was always like, oh, my gosh, this is you know, this is something that, you know, is really people dream about, you know. And so, uh, so for me to be selected uh, amongst the other three candidates as well, uh, the other three members that will be serving as the Grand Marshals is, is such an honor. Yeah. Um, so what does it entail? Like, what do you have to do as Grand Marshal? I was just curious. Do you have to memorize a wave, or is there, do you have, like, a scepter <laughs> or something? 
Yeah, I know. I've, I've uh, quietly been practicing my, my queen ways. <laughs> but, um, but, no, you know, uh, you know uh, we get a convertible, and we get to kind of be at the front of the parade, and, uh, you know, and really just kind of, you know, the other uh, members I've been selected with uh, is Lopone, which is a kind of a queer dance party. Uh, Shelly Fitzgerald, who, you know, we talked about on the show a while ago when I found my Ron Colley, uh, Bill, mm-hmm. uh, the you know, faculty yeah, so she is the guidance counselor that I filed that bill for. Uh, she's also been selected as a grand marshal. And then Trinity Haven, uh, which is going to be the first LGBTQ plus youth transitional housing. Uh, I mean, I cannot ask for better people to be uh, sharing this platform with. Yeah, it's amazing. That's Ron, amazing. Yeah. Uh, you know, lineup yeah. of you guys. So that's yeah. I'm I'm excited. Yeah. So. Um, I wanted to ask you about the, there's some been, been some controversy surrounding, um, the GOP, uh, indie mayoral candidate, Jim Merritt, and he was planning on, um, marching in the parade, even though he's had a record of voting for anti-LGBTQ policies as a state senator. Um, and Indy Pride has said that he isn't welcome at the events, but, um, he did release a statement that said he still planned to attend as a citizen. And I just wanted to know how you felt about that. Yeah, you know, I, I've been giving this a lot of thought, you know, going back and forth on it. I mean, number one, I'm, you know, certainly a member of this community, and so I stand with the community. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm so conflicted because on one hand, you know, we, this is a, a festival and parade that's open and, and supposed to be, you know, welcoming and showing love. And I think Jim Merritt needs to experience that, you know. Mm. Um, you know, but on the other hand, I also understand, you know, that his votes, uh, in the legislature have not shown an outwardly sign to us as a community that he is, uh, you know, wants to serve as mayor uh, and serve everybody in the city of Indianapolis. And so, so I'm really conflicted, but I, I hope that, you know, he goes and I hope that he sees all of the people there that are just are themselves and that they show them him love um, and, and that we can really just kind of show him, you know, what this community is all about. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I that's like a that great answer. take on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any more questions, Melanie? Well, I want to know what what you're looking forward to. I mean, we're we're halfway through the year now, and uh, that means you still have another halfway through the year to go. Um, yeah. What What are you looking forward to? What are you looking into for uh, this next this next bit of uh, uh, not legislative season, but at least uh, getting out into you know the communities and knowing people and and figuring out what direction you're going to go from here? Yeah, you know, I have been, uh, toward the end of the legislative session, we got hundreds of emails a day on different topics that was before the legislature, and so uh, I read every single one of them. I just couldn't reply in a, in a very timely manner, uh, so I've been spending the past two or three weeks and kind of going through phone calls and emails and personally calling people back and and thanking them for taking the time to call our office and express their views. So that's the first thing I'm doing. And then the second thing is I've been uh, traveling the state and, and getting to know Hoosiers all across the state and what's important to them. Uh, and I want them to, to see that, you know, we, we as Democrats, we have a great message, um, and we need to get that out there. Uh, and, you know, I'm excited for the 2019 municipal elections. I know not many people are even know about them. I have one last question. We've been asking people at uh, the different Pride events that we've been to. Um, what does Pride mean to you? You know, I just, I think, you know, Pride, 
uh, you know, in modern day pride, it is a celebration of love and open mindedness and tolerance and just being who you are. You know, I think that message really needs to get down to our LGBTQ youth. You know, in here in Indiana, we have uh, very high uh, LGBTQ plus suicide rates. Mm-hmm. So uh, that message has got to get out there to our youth. Is that I know that it's tough for them to go through school and, and get bullied. I was bullied. Uh, but, you know, as the Trevor uh, Project says, you know, it does get better. So that's the first message that I would say. The second thing I would say is that pride means to me that we've got to pay respect and homage uh, to the folks uh, that, you know, threw that first rock at Stonewall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this year. And, you know, we, you know that, uh, you know, is, is important because of the fact that that has shaped uh, this past 50 years and how, looking how far we've come. Uh, you know, in, in regards to um, the LGBTQ plus rights and, and the movement that we've kind of been established, and it really took, you know, those two first founders uh, to do that. So I want to pay homage to them. Um, you know, and, and this is really just a season that I always look forward to, um, you know, to celebrate with friends and family this Saturday is just an incredible honor, an honor that I will never forget. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I am good. I just thanks for you know, taking the time to chat with me this morning. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Thanks, and we will be calling you again. Welcome. Welcome back to a Blooming Out. That was a great interview. Yeah, us. thanks again to Senator Ford for... Ladies, uh, I said girls. Sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. At this um, age, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but thanks again to him for, for calling in and doing that interview with us. We love hearing from him, and um, he's a great person to have on the show. Yeah. yeah. Really his, great to talk to. He has really thought about the answers before you even ask yeah. the questions. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's what you would imagine a politician being in the sense of what you would want. In mm-hmm. a politician, yeah. and that would be a human being, <laughs> someone that can relate. That you know, he doesn't dance around with kind of the spin tactics. And when yeah. you ask him, I you know, I know he's still kind of young and new to this, but I don't think he's. I don't think that's going to be his mo ever. Right. He mm-hmm. seems to be just JD Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Constitutionally, that's his. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's it's such a fresh air to have somebody like that. But as we were actually listening to this uh, interview, you got a um, notice on your phone about our friend. Our friend, Mr. Merritt. Right. So uh, this is from the Indie Star. And I had said before uh, that uh, Merritt had kind of flipped on his position again. Uh, here is about his, because just about, for those that might be just tuned oh, in. Yeah. So Merritt was um, wanting to march in the parade as a mayoral candidate, candidate. and yeah. then who has a bad track record with the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He's done. But um, when he was a senator, when he was mm-hmm. a state right. senator. So um, here is his latest statement as of today. Who knows? There might be another one tomorrow. Um, quote. Walking in the parade was meant to show that I respect the feelings and rights of the LGBTQ plus community and desire to engage in dialogue with them and to serve them as your mayor, Merritt said in a mass of press conference Thursday morning. However, one must also respect another's wishes, he says. This is Indie Pride celebration, and I do not wish to dampen it. Therefore, I will not be marching in the Pride Parade on Saturday because I do respect the rights, feelings, and wishes of those who organize and participate in this event. Which you have you just got done saying that he 
stands by all of his votes. Yeah. Uh, and that includes RIFRA and mm-hmm. other anti-LGBT uh, uh, legislation that has come up in his, what, almost three decades of, yeah. of service as a senator. Um, however, he uh, flip-flops again. The longtime Republican state lawmaker also said that he regretted his initial vote for the Religious Freedom Restoration Act and began feeling that way, quote, when I learned it would be used as a sword against members of the LGBTQ+. When he learned. When, when yeah, he learned. and like it yeah. wasn't obvious. Like, Sorry. you know, <laughs> yeah. right? I don't know. I um, mean, it sounds like he's trying to get, of course, our vote. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it, you know Blooming, or Indianapolis has a, a pretty strong LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and um, with money. And I think that, you know, he's obviously recognizing that and he's trying to play the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I did like um, what Senator Ford said about the situation um, before we heard that update. Um, and he was just kind of, I think, to recap, he was just saying, like, yeah, it would be great if he were to attend Pride, you know, as a citizen, watch mm-hmm. the parade from the sidelines, you know, just be there, like, witness all the love and, you know, the celebration. Like, that would be a good thing for him to learn, you know? Right. But he's not wanting to do that. That's He's wanting to march in the parade to get our vote sort right. of thing. Exactly. And that's what's wrong So let's it. see what he can do until throughout the election. Yeah. Of really kind of, you know, eating crow at this point and making up for all the unhappiness and awful voting that he's done to (laughs) hurt the community and now that he wants our vote you know or at least the lgbt community up in indianapolis vote he's you know willing to play politician and flip-flop and i hope maybe something happened i don't know maybe as a grandchild a son daughter somebody came out changed his world we all want um, our religious family to yeah so yeah so who knows so let's uh let's just kind of wait and see we're out of time what a great show we had. Thanks to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Preslaff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Our production assistant is myself, Ireland Meacham. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Melanie Davis. And I'm Frankie Preslaff. And remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from your Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is bloomingout at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening. Gotta be proud and I 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 gotta